can I just give a happy ending to this? Please. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City, Dame DeLorean. Bowl After Bowl. It is on. It is on. Weed is good. <laughs> Lots of weed. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. Spread your cheeks. Mm-hmm. You get the giggles, you sound like a moron. Lots of weed. Man, what am I smoking? Oh, yeah. Couldn't be me. Smoking on that Chiba. Nah, it probably was me. Hanging out in uh, the refresh revamped bowl. Coming straight to you live from FEMA Region 7. It is January 16th, 2024. And I am Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I am Dame DeLorean. Messing up the levels. And where's the music? Where did the music go? I thought I was running the fade. Yeah. And then uh, I faded it down. I faded it way down. Yeah. Way down, way early. That's what we like to do. Oh, man. It's like riding a bike. It's like riding a bike, I guess. I guess. You always have to relearn how to do it every week. Just like riding a bike. Oh, man. What a week it's been since last Tuesday. I feel like I've lived a lifetime. Three. In seven days. Yeah. It does feel that way. It's like... Even just writing this down and making recap notes, it was was like, how am I going to remember all this and put it in order? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Since we left you last Tuesday, a lot's gone down. We did have a fabulous uh, appearance on Nick the Rat. He had his 420th episode last Wednesday. Yes. And he was uh, cool enough to reach out and ask us to be a part of it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I'm happy to say my kidneys are intact. We Yeah, we got out of there with our kidneys, which was yeah. incredible. Yeah, I was a little worried there for a minute. It was looking kind of bad, like it wasn't going to happen, but mm-hmm. we've, we've, we've finagled our way out of it so far. Just uh, We can't answer our phone anymore. <laughs> the thing keeps ringing, but it's okay. We're just not going to answer it. Um, had an awesome time. We played a fun game, yes or no. And he also asked some questions, some like little get to know you. Yeah. Stuff. Weedy things. It's fun to uh, visit Nick, a true OG, I think, of like us uh, late night stream shows. Definitely. Um, the father rat there. <laughs> father rat. There's a lot to look up to for Nick the rat. And 
what he puts out in his universe. It's it's uh, a big honor to be a part of. Phenomenal. And huge congratulations to you, sir, Nick the Rat, once again, for 420 episodes. Hail the Rat. Hail the Rat. He comes on uh, right roundabouts 10 Central every Wednesday, which we used to do. Remember? Then we moved it back up to nine. Oh, yes, I do remember. For the takeover. Although 10, you know, it's pretty We're right much, on time. Pretty much right we're back right to time, the old We're right on time, baby. What are we doing? That's right. <laughs> push That's right. it back. Push it back. It's a, it's a throwback show. Throwback. The new, uh, new setup. <laughs> new bowl. Now in 3D. New language. English. I'm trying to figure it out. What even are words? Uh, very next day, you did another fun uh, homegrown hits and da- daisy was back yeah she was she was able to show back up in the hitter which was great having her there i think the three of us have an awesome chemistry mary kate ultra myself and daisy b cooper it's a lot of fun over at homegrown hits i love doing it week after week just listening to new demu or uh some old demu too and but never things that aren't demu Never platform crap. Yeah. I take what the artists make and I give it to you so that you can return your value straight to the artist. It's the way to do it. It's a nice little arrangement. Um, We had an arrangement where I went to the Casey Bitcoin meetup while you were pulling off your music show. Yeah, that was a great move. Baby bedtime is long before Homegrown Hits starts. Mm -hmm. And our three other kids, they like going to the Bitcoin meetups. Yeah, yeah, they were cool. So you took them. I yeah. heard. I heard they had jalapeno water. We had jalapenos during the break. <laughs> uh, we ordered some of the deviled eggs, and the deviled eggs they put a little jalapeno slice on each one, right? So they took theirs and put it on like the edge of their glass, <laughs> like a little ornamental jalapeno on the rim. Fancy. Yeah, super fancy. It was super fancy. And then speaking of fancy, it was that it was later that evening that the Booberry Mothman of the Miniocalypse rolled on in here, mm-hmm. dodging ice storms and uh, all kinds of peril. Yes, to sacrifice a weekend to help us kind of pull our head out of our ass on this on this studio setup. That's right. Really, mostly me. It's mostly my fault. It's all your fault. This is kind of my domain down here. <laughs> this is where. Uh, what am I fucking saying though? Look at my setup over here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said it was all your fault. We're both to blame. I'll take 33% of the blame. Okay. Not a full half. But that sounds, that sounds fair. It is mostly my fault. It's mostly you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just looking around. It, it's amazing. We'd originally planned for a Friday arrival and I was busy trying to kind of pre-clean or like pre-organize just get things like in co-related piles i want all of my video equipment here i want all my audio stuff here i want the instruments here etc you know yes piles yeah and that shocked me because i was i did my homegrown hits earlier that evening and my original setup and everything and then the moth flew in mothman flew in Big old booberry. And I took a peeky down here and 
didn't see my setup or anything. You straight up just everything. Oh, I tore everything down. Was and taken out. down and put into piles. Tore everything down and out. Yeah. Yeah. It looked horrible. There's got to be a picture. Pretty bad. There is a picture somewhere. We'll do before and after pictures yeah. in the notes for sure. I'll get it when I'm not producing a show live. But <laughs> Boobery rolled in safely around what? 2.40 a.m.? Something like that, yeah. And we were kind of having a discussion of what we're going to get into, what the future trip is, like what, what do we want to do in the space, and just kind of talking hypotheticals. And he was like, can I just see the space? Like, could I look at it, you know? Yeah. Dude has driven seven, eight hours, whatever it is. Yeah, through two whiteouts. Um, you know, taking longer than it usually does. And... um Instead of just crashing like a sane, rational person, he's like, no, let's take a look at it. And uh, once I sheepishly opened the door of the basement and he like saw the whole thing, he's like, yeah, we might want to just get into this right now. We might want to just uh, start. He's like, fuck it. We came here to uh, get down to it. So let's get down to it, which I appreciate so much about the Mothman. You know, he's, he's not there to mess around. Um, even when he's messing around, he's not messing around. So we did, we got to work kind of organizing and my idea with piles, blueberry evolved to totes, right? Ooh. You can't just pile this shit in correlated piles. You got to tote it up, put it in totes, separate it all out. Get this like thing with this like thing in a box that you could pick up and move as you go. Right? So we, uh, what my demise was and probably has been for a long time is just <laughs> making these correlated piles and then I'll move the piles around, but it takes a long time to move a pile. Definitely. It's messy. It takes seconds to move a box with a pile inside of it. Yeah. And it already looks better mm-hmm. when you just see boxes. <laughs> so we kind of made the joke last Tuesday that uh, we'd be doing the bulls with buds from the before side. And then uh, we would, be doing behind the schemes from the after and in the good fixed up perfect studio right yes and uh what we ended up doing was getting the before one point or we were basically at after 1.0 by the time we hit bowls with buds definitely it was your setup was redone this desk situation was rearranged there were two paths two paths two paths to walk through the basement crazy so just in the first 30 hours. Hell, it was less than that, I guess. It was, I don't know, maybe the first 20 hours. It was just so much accomplished. We did a Bulls with Butts Friday. Uh, Check it out if you missed it live. That's right. Boobs was on there. We kind of talked about our goals and our plans, not only for the bowl, but for the year. It's, it's a real exciting one so far. We're only on week three yeah. of 2024. Wild. We're also, by the way, already on week three of 2024. There's something to be said about that. Ah, yes. The significance of the passage of time. Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, it's so significant. Um, Saturday, we introduced uh, boobs to pop. A good time. <laughs> pop boobs. And um, <laughs> But it was cute because pop goes, ah, so you're the boobery I've heard about. <laughs> <laughs> the infamous boobery. The Mothman himself. Yep. And uh, we dropped them off there so we had to get some work done. There was this tentative plan to maybe do some kind of a last-minute meetup, karaoke bar style, but 
Casey was in a playoff game and it was like hovering between positive and negative four degrees with 20 below wind chills. So being outside, even walking from a car to a shop was just miserable. Yeah. Instantly miserable. Makes well, your bones hurt. What we did do was do a micro center run, which is uh, like the holy land for the bull, really. <laughs> where all the gizmos come from. And we, we just hope that like anything we could use is in an open box section or something. <laughs> we got uh, the cable ties we needed and a couple of USB switches and connectors. Hubs, whatever. Just the the components we needed to put this thing together. Well, you found something fun, too. Oh, and yeah, speaking of open boxes and scratch and dents, we got a, a big-ass 53-inch monitor for the, what, I guess this would be the north wall here. And just today, I got the rest of the pieces together to actually hook it up, and now it's like mirroring one of the four displays. So now we can do kind of a... Uh, I don't know, a slideshow, composium, whatever. Pull the notes up That's on right. that screen. Let us all get a look. That's right. You have big old boostograms rolling up on it. You know, whatever. Infinite potential there. I like it. I but- like it a lot. I think that there's uh, another thing that we could look into. I really love the the visual aids that um, the Behind the Schemes boys, Boobery and Lavish, send out before the show. You know, because they have their prepared topics and so they've got some uh links and images that go out at zozoscorner.substack.com and i think something like that would be cool to be able to just show live you know while we're talking yeah and look through so um display screen is going to be really cool for a lot of reasons but basically we wanted to morph the space from just this place where i can barely get by to a place where we can actually like entertain and have in-person guests and create music and, and use all of the tools that we have down here. Cause there's so many things. Yeah. So many instruments, so many computers, displays, microphones. Um, like I've got a lot of stuff, but unless it's arranged and plugged in and already inaccessible, it's just, you can't really make anything with it. And that was another big part that Boobery helped you with was getting rid of things with extreme prejudice. And you guys, I'm sorry, but the flat raccoon had to go. <laughs> the flat raccoon left the building. It was like one of the first things out of here. The raccoon pelt. Yeah, there was a the lot. Dried there was street. a lot of things, some things I've had for like 15 years or more that I just didn't need. Just stupid things. And that's another thing, like, all of the genesis of this was just me reaching out and knowing I needed an extra set of eyes and set of hands, you know? Like, what I will do on my own, I guess what I'm, what I discovered that I might have already known is that my standards for myself, I can kind of slack on and allow to, you know, like, what I allow myself to get away with when I'm alone is ridiculous it's like uh horrific really but but bring somebody in then um these uh, the stupid spiritual baggage that i've been keeping around for way too long that doesn't actually mean things but i like keep it because it i think i've tricked myself into thinking i need to keep it or i'm a bad person uh 
being able to just offload that and let it go is much easier when you've got somebody there also, you know? Yeah. It's like something that's like, oh, I might use this one day becomes, why do I even have this? This is embarrassing. Throw it out. Yeah. A little objectivity without the nostalgic attachment to it. Right. Because I'm bad at that too. I'll say, well, maybe we can do this in 33 years. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Saturday just became, we, we, we were thinking about doing this impromptu meetup. We said, you know what, forget about it. Nobody was going to go out anyway. I texted a couple people on the No Agenda chat line and everybody was like, look, it's way too cold. Everything has been shut down too. A lot and of places playoffs, just closed. With the playoffs going on, that was the mm-hmm. main event here. Yeah. We did bring the Mothman to Jack's stack. We did indeed. That day, though. The Freight House location, my favorite. Good Casey barbecue. Slipped into the bar. No waiting when you just eat at the bar. Yep. That's the cheat code. Uh, So, yeah, we just fully focused on the bowl on Saturday, which was fantastic. Sunday, uh, we went back up and grabbed the bullets uh, from Pops. Had some za little pizza day, a little pizza party. And then we got back in time to continue work on the bowl during hyperspace out. Oh, uh, yes. Which was a fabulous time because it was like all work and all play. All we had left was that table set up against the wall with totes under it. And thank you to Pop for letting us take a bunch of totes back from his house also because we didn't have a bunch of Rubbermaid tubs sitting yeah, around. That was one less thing we had to go buy. Yeah. He had plenty of backup totes. So we got toted up and yeah, cleared out the rest of the space. Now you can do full cartwheels down here. Um, one of the most appreciative things for me is the the bird cage on the ceiling now and it has my contact juggling ball in it. Mm-hmm. So not only can I go and it's accessible, I don't have to go look for it. <laughs> I don't have to like remember I have it because I can always see it. It's in the room. Now I've got all this floor space, too, that I can actually contact juggle around with, you know? Yep. It's just a lot of uh, great things yeah. that came about. Definitely. I took some videos, and we want to make some Homegrown Hits gifts. Oh, sick. Yeah, that'll be fun. We got some lights set up. Well, it's like some of them were set up, just not really uh, usable, you know? Like, uh, no space to plug it in or whatever. It's been reconfigured. We have the instrument corner. That's right. Performance corner. And then the war station corner with the neon sign got moved. And so far, so good. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to move it yet again. Is it coming through because, the microphone every once yeah, in a while? Yeah. La- uh, on, I guess it was last night. Yeah. The, the neon sign could not stay on during the show because it was causing some kind of interference. Yeah, it is loud. So that'll have to move again. You guys, you you chopped a piece of wood down to give me a comfortable <laughs> studio setting. Yeah. Like, you made my desk fit, the two of you. Yeah. I am eternally grateful. And it's such a cozy setup. I don't have to crawl under my desk to do stuff anymore. If I got to unplug and replug the USB-C for the roadcaster, it's an arm's length away for me. And I have short arms. <laughs> it's all very this convenient. This is a testament. It's a, a whole new bowl. A whole new bowl, no doubt. And we got to put that bowl to use yesterday. Uh, Blueberry had arranged a couple of calls 
one with a guy he met at the Bitcoin meetups uh, associated with Ainsley Costello's live shows at the beginning of the year. And um, he was kind of exploring how to do some boostable shows. Yeah. Which is always a, a, a trip to the jungle, you know, explaining all of the options there. And then like the ones that you recommend, like here's what I recommend. And then here's what's also out there, you know, cause if you start preaching the good word of doing it all yourself, people get very, very overwhelmed very quickly. <laughs> At least it seems like that. Uh, so you gotta like, let them know there's other stuff out there. Uh, what else? And then before the schemes and behind the schemes last night, what a blast. Yeah. S- still spinning from some scheming. <laughs> yeah, and those 3D glasses. Those 3D glasses. Boobery gave us each a pair of 3D glasses. Yes. Job less, Mothman. Before that, I was just rocking some cardboard SpongeBob SquarePants 3D glasses. Where I got them, I don't even remember. Probably some DVD case. It was from a kid's book. Hmm. From a kid's book. Yeah. It was like all these sea creatures in 3D. But as uh, with anything, the Mothman touches... Took the 3D glasses to the next level as well. You're just taking it to the next level. And that's what we appreciate about the Mothman. Yeah. Um, He's such an inspiration. I wanted to kind of like recap the whole uh, trip and experience and week. And it's just impossible really to do. Yeah. uh, In the time that we're allotted. But um, I just want to say that the, the mark you left on this studio space is going to enable us to make a better show and a better product moving through the year and be able to host people in person, be able to host uh, musicians. Um, and so there's really, there's really no words I could s- come up with to express my, my gratitude. Thank you, Booberry, very much, man. Thank you, Booberry. We love you. Love you a lot, brother. And he suggested orphan chairs, which I really like this idea. Yeah. Because I already have my little mushroom. That's true. And I was kind of dreading the sleeper, (laughs) to be honest, the sleeper sofa thing. Those things are heavy as fuck. Mm, As fuck. Yeah. The heaviest. But I think orphan chairs now. Yeah, you can move a chair. Plus, I mean, we've got like a emergency blow up mattress. Yeah, true. You're talking about just you need to crash places crash. for people to crash, yeah. And now there's plenty of floor space to lay it out. Exactly. Oh my god! So it's a viable option, absolutely viable. And man, in places where I would have had to stack two stools, Booberry just reached his long arms up to the ceiling, got <laughs> things up there for me. <laughs> uh, taping things to the ceiling, one of his many superpowers, turns out. Yeah, straight lines. And I actually only just noticed that he screwed and zip-tied that cord up onto that board there. Wow. The one that's coming up. Good God. He did it so quick you didn't even notice. I know, man. You know, there's just little moth surprises all over the place now. I'm sure that for the next coming month I'm going to like just be moving around the space going, Oh, God, I did this too. Yeah. Look at this. Clean up a little moth jam here, a little moth jam there. Yeah. So we're going to take this energy that he has brought and um, spread it through the rest of the of the house, too. But we're also going to take this studio and make fun things with it this year. I'm, I'm very juiced about that. 
um, yeah, we can get some local folks yeah. in for some interviews and. Now I won't have to tell people, oh, you got to get a mic and call me from your house. <laughs> you know? I can what do you say, mean? Hey, come come on here. over. Just come on over. It's okay now. Now. <laughs> now. Yeah. Keyword now. Yeah. That before picture. Woo. Mm, yeah. That will be in the show notes and has also been posted on various socials. Speaking of various socials, uh, during this whole time, I guess there was the death of No Agenda Social. Oh, uh, yeah. It's uh, still there. Dying. Which is hilarious because it's just like the least. I've used, you know, like this particular time, I've been just like the least on there and the least connected and reading stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, everyone's so, on Telegram now. I've been now. getting like texts about it and emails and calls. People, uh, more than one person has called me telling me how little they care about all of it that's going down. Enough to call, <laughs> enough to call me about it, you know? They care so little they called. It's, it's, it's a phenomenon. It's been, uh, all the buzz, uh, as of this weekend, I think it's fun. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, these cycles of renewal and, uh, you know, scattering. Uh, some people are like, I'm not going over to the new thing. Some people are like, I will. I don't, I haven't really decided. Like I've, I did a count migration over there because, um, I know there's certainly people that uh, are going to want to look for, you know, where the accounts go, but I've been on spook since, uh, mk.spook.social. I've been on that since, uh, the behind the schemes boys spun that up. So I'm thinking likely that's going to be my main driver. Have you put any thought into it? I'm sticking with mk.spook.social because I don't feel like running two accounts yeah. <laughs> if I don't have to. I think what I'll do, what I've already done is I just made the switch over from old NAS to new NAS and follower import and whatever. And I got my data dump from the old one. And I think I'm just going to point that new account to Spook. Sure. So that like there's something there for people to find that will just push them over to where I want to actually be, which is Spook.social. Like MK.Spook.Social is where I actually want to be. Yeah. It's um, where the friends are at. The small it's, group. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. And the React emojis are funner. Really, oh, yeah. That's what it comes down to for me. Oh, yeah. If I can't... uh react to your mastodon slash whatever pub activity pub uh post with uh a, a gif of a a booty switch then you know is it really worth my time and you know i've got to flash those betty boop titties out <laughs> yeah the boop flash man that's one of my favorites uh, go to for me go mm. to and goats too and goats too <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of how I'm feeling as well. Yeah, and speaking of goats, wow, that mess got cleaned up so fast. That is another new theme of the bowl. It's like the messes happen just as frequently, but they're just like, whoosh, 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 just clean them up right away. Well, cleanliness it, is next to mothliness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also learned. Yes. All, yes. You just always carry a bandana and then quick little spills and things you can just wipe up real quick having an organized and uh cleanly situation just makes the messes less overwhelming too you know like if you just nail it right then when it's small and you constantly do that yeah and i don't speak feng shui that well but the flow oh it's all about the flow you know you yeah. can walk in 
to the bowl now and just go anywhere, right where you need to be. You just can flow right on over. And so things move quicker. You were looking for something and you knew where it was. Spence. (laughs) so fucking sad. (laughs) It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Like Bully Seed said, the Uh, chi is flowing. Yeah. Like, Booberry, I... (laughs) I don't know how we can ever repay you, but thank you. Tremendous chunk of value, man. And just especially for your time, your time, your talent, and all the treasure, man. You just like, came down here, like, first month of the year. I still remember you being like, so Booberry is going to come down. Yeah. I was like, what? I know. It feels like. You called him, and next thing I know, there's <laughs> travel plans. It's one of the wild things about uh, threading the needle on certain opportunities, you know? And I like to be uh, a little bit uh, open and loose and able to improvise, you know. Definitely. But I also felt woefully unprepared. But I like I had never been prepared, you know. It was just the thing I had to do. I had to ask for help. Yeah, I'm and really happy that you did. I didn't expect uh, as much as I got. I'm just kind of like honored and humbled by it. So I don't know. We could spend the rest of the night saying this and it wouldn't still be enough. So uh, we also need to thank some other people. This is true. Also contribute value to this bowl week after week. We call them the bowlers. And uh, there's many ways to do it, but we thank everybody for chipping in uh, with their treasure each week here up at the front of the show. It's the value for value model that uh, really has changed our life in indescribably profound ways uh and the being able to i don't know get rid of the scarcity mentality and really think about value for value it's not only uh kind of it's not just about getting money every week and i think a lot of people when they first uh, hear about it they get trapped up in that it's just like oh it's about begging for money all the time from people but it's so much more. It's it's also about what you give your value to and what you give your time, talent, and treasure to. Like, what am I spending my time doing? What am I pouring my money into? Like the whole value for value model has made me reconsider where my value is going. Definitely. Um, and so the the way the format works is we throw the show together and put it out there. Uh, and we just try to make it more valuable over time. And we ask you, the listener, to... Let us know how you feel about it. Is it valuable to you? Maybe so, maybe not. How valuable? Uh, we ask that you just evaluate it, make a decision, and uh, chip on in. And it's really all based upon what we call the first rule. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. It's just the, the, uh, the basic manner thing. Value yeah. for value. Treating everyone like an adult with respect. And uh, some people did get value out of the show. We got a PayPal in. It was a recurring stonation. This is an 1111 from Circus Media. Aw, thanks, Circus Media. Very much appreciate you. Thank you, sir. We won't tell him about the curtain. Oh, the curtain (laughs) is... The curtain's hung up, and it's doing great. Just a little tangled at the bottom. That's nothing compared to what it was, though. Definitely. It's a a five quick five-minute fix. Yeah. I could probably just shake it around and it would be fine. I might have just triggered a bunch of people. <laughs> the I'm curtain sorry. is what? <laughs> what did you say? Oh, no. It's fine. Um, Speaking of what else is fine, we're on this newfangled podcasting 2.0 kick, right? 
And what that means is you can boost and stream your value in real time with uh, a better money known as Bitcoin. They can be div- uh, divided, these Bitcoins, into 100 million different units called Satoshis, SATs for short. So we thank people for the SATs that they send us week after week. We like to scroll back in our helipad here to Harvat, who hit us on the outro yet again, 1420 SATs out of CurioCaster. Oh, thank you, Harvat. And I think when he sent in the boost, uh, he probably had this song stuck in his head. I'm going to boost some sats. I've got 40,000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. And thank you, Harv Hat. You are fucking awesome. Uh, we had a boost from Colin B of the KC Bitcoiners. Oh, hey, Colin B. Thank you. He hit us with 3333. Woo, good number. At a fountain. And he says, long live pickle coin. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I can't escape the pickle coin. Going to the top of the tip, baby. To the moon. Um, Colin might be the first person we pull in for an in-person interview. Wow. Well, yeah. Thinking. Yeah. I'm I thinking. think that would be good. He doesn't know this yet. I haven't reached out to him well, yet. He might know now. I've been uh, at least dropping hints to him about that. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll get something solidified. Uh, next up. The man behind that jingle uh, that you just heard a bit ago, it's Hey Citizen. Hey, Citizen. And Thank he's you, boosting. Citizen. He's boosting with a little... 69! 69, dudes! Uh, he's boosting over there from Podverse and... Oh, he boosted Homegrown Hits. Look at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrong show. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Hey Citizen. We love you. Thank you for uh, your courage and boost. Uh, we've had some bowls with buds boost, and uh, we did get one while we were goofing around on a post stream, and we had our video test stream thing. Oh yeah! Everyone hug and eat snacks delivery oh. <laughs> from anonymous. Thank you, anonymous. Uh, Twenty thousand sats. Hugs and snacks delivered. Absolutely snacked on. <laughs> and the sig deliveries. Um. And yes, I want to apologize, by the way, for the, the rough start and uh, just being kind of generally discombobulated. There's a lot of uh, factors at play. There's a lot of factors at play. There's a new setup. And for each of these shows, by the way, from Homegrown Hits to the Bowls with Buds to the Behind the Schemes to tonight. Okay, and that's four. That's four different nights. That's four different shows that have had four different physical setups, testing, <laughs> sound checks, things gone wrong, things need to troubleshoot, uh, time delays. Um, so it's all a whirlwind, and we're kind of just trying to recover and get back into some sort of a new groove. Uh, so I guess, I guess I'm just trying to tell myself to be patient with myself while I'm establishing it most of all, but um, yeah. There's no way you can't sense that. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? What's going on? And I want the non-gay explanation. I, I'm afraid I do not have a non-gay explanation. <laughs> uh, I do have a boost from Hey Citizen for real this time. Red alert. For the <laughs> your lack of a non-gay explanation. Oh, I've got an alert all. for you. Uh, hey Citizen hit us with a 6969. Woo. He was listening to the Bulls with Buds. He said bulls with birds. 
Yes. Oh, we had a lovely song come in through the voicemail. That's right. 6969 Uh we also got 16969 from Hey Citizen right after that. Ooh la la. Uh Bear Snare hit us for 1111 oh, out of Bear Snare. Podcast Guru. Uh Bear Snare Bear Snare says, "You guys make an awesome show. I would love to have you guys on my Friends Hate Freedom podcast." Oh. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Hell yeah. My friends hate freedom. Well, we hate your friends freely. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll we'll uh, Hop we'll on. be open to that. I'll 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 reach out. Yeah, let's say talk. When let's talk. Uh, bowl after bowl boost for fourteen twenty sats out of Boost CLI. Oh, such sovereign boosting from your own node with only the rules that apply to Bitcoin. No other rules involved. Loving the lack of rules. And uh, it's C-dubs. Yay, C-dubs. Father. He's saying L-G-Y. The father of Boosty Yay! Yes. <laughs> the father, the author, the uh, Boosty L-I daddy, as they call him in the IRC chat. There Thank was, you, C-dubs. There is a bunch of boosts here for the behind the schemes last night, which we were split into. Hell yeah. Which, by the way, is just another awesome part of value for value. The ability to... Uh, share this value with the people who contribute um, to the production and to the content and et cetera. It really allows us to realign the incentives and fix all of the things that have been corrupted and gross in the traditional like entertainment and um, I guess just the overall umbrella of entertainment industry, right? Like um, even we were talking about this with Booberry a couple of times, how like, the the entertainment industry machine is like so 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 soul draining. Yeah. You know, that that's why it just appears to be circling the toilet bowl. And um you know overall in general it seems like like the stuff that's put out is less and less compelling over time. I'm talking over like decades of time, over decades of time. So I don't know. I think that this whole value for value scene in situation is a, our opportunity to fix all of this stuff. And it starts by being able to just realign the incentives. You know, your, your value is not robbed from you over fees and different uh, rules and terms and conditions you have to follow. Like you can actually just make your own rules in your own way with your own people. Yeah. No matter what. And that's, that's super valuable. It's like the cheat code. Yeah. And we're stronger together. It's so cool. Like, yeah. Just being able to help each other out. Now I'm like, come on, guys, tell me how I can help you. <laughs> Poking friends with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 500 sets came in from Sir Indipity. Oh, thank you, Sir Indipity. Out of Fountain. And uh, he was boosting uh, one of the older shows, 263 there, a couch or a camera. <laughs> Both. In a minute. He says, good stuff. Well, thank you. Appreciate you, sir. Eleven uh, Eleven came in from Tunta. He says, "Sick, sick." From Fountain. Thanks, Tunta. Thirty-seven minutes ago, we got a little sixty-nine, sixty-nine action. Sixty-nine, sixty-nine, dudes. That is a Hey Citizen boost. No note. And Bowley Steed. Bowley Steed. Uh, eighty-eight, eighty-eight from Podverse. Thank you. Bowley says, behind the bowl was a fun listen. The Mothman flying around the bowl. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. 
He's the only moth that flies around and there's less dust when he leaves <laughs> than when he arrived. Crazy. 2845 sets from Memes Leet. Memes, thank you. He's also boosting from Podverse. He says, Leet boosting the dame. All right. Bowling is not just a game. It's a journey of self-discovery and constant improvement. Oh, beautiful. Breathe deep from the bowl and manifest your dreams. Congratulations on the revamped oh. bowl. Working on it, sir. Working on it. Thank you very much. Yes, that is a very poignant uh, sentiment that I deeply appreciate. Uh, and finally, just five minutes ago, you heard the bowl uh, pins knock over. 5,000 sats came in from NetNed. Oh, thanks, NetNed. Out of Fountain, who said, for as little as a boost a week, the bowlers can get a new curtain. <laughs> And then those that were in Uranus will not be triggered by the tangling of the curtain until the new curtain gets tangled. <laughs> I think you're onto something here. Yes. I think you're onto something. Well, this brings up an idea that Booberry had. Because last week also, you had a very long streaming video of the 3D printer. You were printing out yes. headphone holders, I think, and something else. Yeah, there were a couple of things I was printing. And I was just kind of testing the uh, owncast stream. So we, I don't really want to say it on the show yet. There's people that know where it's at. Um, and well, I guess it's also on the website, well, on the listen live page, but that thing's not always on. I want to try and figure out a way to have something going. Yeah. Even if it's like a, if I'm not on, it's like some kind of gif while it's playing the stream, you know, but there's so much to figure oh. out. So that part is just not ironed out yet. All I was going to say was that Booberry had this great idea, 3D printed beaded curtains. He did say that, yeah. And I'm holding on to that. If that's like uh, something we could crack, that would really be fun. I think that printing a bunch of uh, headphone holders would be fun. Yeah, we've yeah. already started that. Had the Bowl After Bowl logo on them, like a special run of them. I think that'd be sick. I think it's a great idea. It'd be pretty cool. I also want to make sure that uh, maybe there was any... Uh, there happen to be any boosts. I'm, I'm scrolling up in the chat to see if there's any boosts that uh, might have hit boost bot and not the uh, helipad. Yeah, I see Harfat saying that curio caster boosts don't seem to be hitting the helipad. So uh, that kind of checks out because I don't see any curio caster boosts from all the way back until three days ago. Wow. When I did a test test on my bowls with Buds with Booberry, which, by the way, that one I had to send like seven or eight times just to get the one test to come through. I'm Oof. not sure what's going on there. Um, did it? Did any of them come through the boost spot, though? I see some on. Uh, yes. Let me start here. Uh, we got a Harv Hat says test check, 420 sats. Oh, yes. Yep. One more time, 420, and then 420 with no note. Well, thank you, Harv Hat. I don't, I'm not sure what's going on. My note is up and alive. Reports have already been filed to Stephen B. Okay. Wonderful. That's what I love. I also want to thank like everybody uh, in the chat who's just like doing work in ways and places and times that I can't. Yeah. You know, filling in the gaps and stuff. Yeah. Cheers to you, chat. If you want to hop in on that chat, go to bullafterbull.com, click on Listen Live, and there is a Kiwi link. But if you're already an IRC vet, then uh, point your IRC client over to the irc.zeronode.net server, and we're in the channel Bull After Bull. Yes, pound Bull After Bull with us. Um, 
There's other ways you can contribute value, though. Simply passing the bowl to someone you think will enjoy it is a great start. We love new bowlers. We love all our bowlers. And you can also leave a voicemail because every week we come with a first time I ever topic. And this week, the topic is the first time I ever got stitches. So all you have to do is pick up your phone and call 816-607-3663 and the player That's right. You can also text if you're voice shy or in a dead zone. Send pictures. And, uh, yeah, 816-607-3663. Send your dick pics. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> and show bobs. Uh, yes. Yes. That is the good way. That's the good move. I'm just a nigga that love titties. Uh, so, yeah. Everybody loves boobs. Everybody loves boobs. No such thing as too much boobs. Boobs, boobs, boob, 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 boobs. Now it's time for everybody's uh, favorite segment. Well, I have uh, shifted a node where my sats come in. Oh. I've shifted it about four feet. Four feet in a westerly direction. And part of the whole revamp was uh, deploying the enormous Ethernet switch sent in for uh, by Pfeiffer for some value for value. Appreciate yeah, you, Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, thank you. Uh, plugging all the cords into the various node machines we got running. And I even ha- <clears throat> have your umbral on the Raspberry Pi still. And it's like hanging off the wall. I see it. It's great. It's not taking up any surface area at all. Oh, I love this. Maximalizing and utilizing the wall space. Yeah. There's still a lot of work to do. Uh, I think Poobery put it best when he said, I got you ready to move in, and now you just got to move in. Yep. You know? So we're kind of in a moving in process. <laughs> so pardon our mess. I'm a fucking mess. Uh, oh, me what's too. What's not man. a mess, though, is it the fee markets. Oh. Everybody was like, man, if you think fees are bad now, wait until these ETFs get approved and the on-chain is going to be totally wrecked and everything's going to be massive and numbers going to go kazoombas the day that those get traded on. Remember all this shit? The yeah. last, last time we talked to you on Tuesday, uh, I said there was a tingling within me that said that there was a lot of hype and people were just expecting like explosive craziness, right? And I said, I don't know. And uh, really haven't seen it. Nope. Really haven't seen much explosive craziness. There was a lot of movement when the um, when the morons got hacked. Their Twitter account got hacked over the FCC. Um, but other than that real quick swing, there really hasn't been much in terms of uh, price hype uh, weirdness. Imagine my shock. It's almost like I suspected that might happen. Currently looking at 2,336 sats per dollar, which for me is like low, man. I wish I could get more sats for my dollar. Remember that 5,000 sats a dollar time? Yep, I do. I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember. 
I was pricing things for a Bitcoin block fest around that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. The number philosophy and the um, ways of thought, it's, it's really funny how, how different it can be between different people and what their understandings are and what their goals are with using Bitcoin in, in the first place. And it seems like a lot of people just want to buy Bitcoin at the perfect right time, which, by the way, is always now. Um, or at least has been always so far now. I think it will continue to be. And uh, then they want to like make a bunch of dollars by doing so. So like eventually, I guess, selling it for dollars. <laughs> Gross. And getting more dollars than they paid to get it in the first place. Uh, it's just like the lamest of all possible use cases that you could put forth with Bitcoin. But it seems to be by far the most popular one. Uh, yeah, big crickets in the market, really. Just kind of steady. Steady surf in that 42,000 zone, somewhere in the low 40s, which is fine. Uh, I need to stack longer, so I'm really not interested in the skyrocket. I'm not really interested in 100K. The God candle? Oh, everybody's jerking each other off over the 100K. We got to hit 100K. We, <laughs> like, we don't, though. We don't have to. No. Well, at least not tomorrow. Not next year. Everybody's like, come on, guys, the dollar's got to fail. Like, now, let's do it. <laughs> like that would actually fuck some things up but okay okay luckily feverish tweets uh are not what affect the market unless you're the fcc i guess um fees by the way on-chain fees right now it's a minimum of 52 sats per virtual byte to get into the next block the block before was solved about 37 minutes ago Current estimate for the difficulty adjustment is down 3.5%, which means blocks are being solved slightly slower than the 10-minute average target time. They're averaging about 10.4 minutes, so... Hash power might be going slightly down. It might be a little easier in the next uh, two weeks to mine the Bitcoin. But yeah, the whole predicted fee apocalypse thing has not come to pass, which I'm grateful for because now that the... Um, all of my attention isn't poured into just this uh, feverish reset of the studio can actually launch the rings of fire I've been working on. So I know I've told a lot of people, um, don't worry, it's tomorrow. Don't worry, it's tomorrow. I've been saying that for probably three weeks now. Uh, don't worry, it's tomorrow, <laughs> officially. No, this week, though, the emails for the launch will go out for at minimum the 5 million and the 1 million rings. We've also got a 2 million ring that needs a couple of people to hop in on it before it can launch, so I'm not in a huge crazy rush on that. Uh, 2 million one, I'd like to do the 5 and 1 first, but I'm finally in the spot um, where I can kind of <laughs> be zen enough to send the email out. Uh, thank God. So that should improve some of the connection, too, with these nodes. I don't know if it'll solve like some of these weird... Uh, Curiocaster or Fountain Woes or whoever's turn it is to act weird this week. Seems like they kind of go in cycles, doesn't it? Yeah, all those nude podcast apps. That's also why I uh, recommend people use several of them, you know? Don't get stuck in just one situation. I think it's good to use, like, a few. I personally, I usually have, like, some sets sitting around in a few different podcast apps so that if one doesn't work, I can jump on and make it happen in another one. Because uh, you never know. You never know. Single points of failure, man. They just, just, you try to avoid them best you can. 
Uh, we had just a few interesting things in the news. The biggest one by far that everybody's talking about, of course, the SEC approves. Uh, and I kept saying FCC earlier. SEC. You know, the guys that got their Twitter hacked and uh, sent the uh, markets into turmoil for oh. a couple hours last I week. Can't believe I didn't catch that. All the alphabet soup out there, you the know? SEC. <laughs> yeah. Securities Exchange Commission. Securities and Exchange. Securities and... Securities and smoking the reefer. Uh, they approved 11 different spot Bitcoin exchange traded funds. There were 14 total uh, that they were making the decision for. They approved 11 out of those 14, um, including ETFs for Grayscale, Bitwise, BlackRock, ARK Invest, FanEck, Wisdom Tree, Fidelity. Some big heavy hitters sliding into the Bitcoin space to basically trade it, buy it, and sell it on your behalf, and hold it on your behalf. Uh, Gary Gensler put a statement out, the SEC chairman. Today, the commission approved the listing and trading of a number of spot Bitcoin exchange-traded product shares. Uh, the U.S. Court of Appeals for D.C. held the commission failed to adequately explain its reasoning in disapproving the listing and trading of Grayscale's proposed ETF, or excuse me, ETP, uh, the court therefore vacated the grayscale order and re, uh, remanded the matter to the commission, to the SEC. Based on these circumstances and those discussed more fully in the approval order, I feel the most sustainable path forward is to approve the listing and trading of these spot Bitcoin ETP shares. Um, yeah, exchange traded product mm. versus funds. I am not the guy to ask what the difference is there. It's all just paper Bitcoin, really, when you boil it down. Like, I would rather just have the real deal, you know? Yeah, it's so silly. And why you would want, like, all the reasons why you would want to trade an ETF just straight up don't apply to me. And that's why I have no interest or knowledge or whatever, you know? Like, first, you have to have a lot of money. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> Second, you have to, like, care a lot about uh, how your taxes are going to look. And be, be a little bit hand-wringy about filing those... uh 1048, 49, 54, 46, 43 hut hut hikes or whatever the fuck you have to send in. I had known zero things about it. I give zero fucks about it. And you're, so, you you're, know. You're out of your element, Benny. Way out of my element on an ETF or an ETP because I stay P2P. Hey, this is the way. Uh, Carolyn Crenshaw was one of two commissioners who voted against. So it was a three to two vote. So it was really close. Uh, the chairman, Gary Gensler, voted to approve it. Uh, Commissioner Caroline Crenshaw, who voted against the proposal, had this to say in her statement. She said, Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer -peer system. Individual investors in the U.S. who want to invest in the product may already do so, either by mining it themselves or by setting up a wallet and buying it from someone else, each of which they are able to do from the comfort of their living room. That is the whole point of creating a new censorship-resistant digital currency. So why is so much energy being expended on linking it to the existing financial system? <laughs> wow. Based no vote, Carolyn Crenshaw. Yeah. Why indeed? Hmm. I fear our actions today are not providing investors access to new investments, but instead providing the investments themselves access to new investors in order to prop up their price. Now, I'm not really seeing this. Uh, while this is in the interest of the sponsors of the ETPs as well as the law firms and service providers who will get paid by them, my duty is to consider investors, markets, and the public whose overall interests I do not believe are in fact well served today. Uh, 
I think that's a well thought out reason to vote no, personally. Yeah. And that was kind of a point of my confusion already. Like, if you want Bitcoin and you want to invest in Bitcoin, then go get some. And boom, you're invested. Uh, now, the whole idea that the investment is looking to access new investors to prop price up. I guess, you know, if that was the case, everybody's saying like there was billions of buys or whatever, you know, I, I see fever tweets about all of the buys that had to be done. But the, the problem with that is like, if you buy for, let's say you buy 4 million Bitcoin or $4 million worth of Bitcoin, right? Okay. You've got $4 million and you've got to turn it into Bitcoin. So you make a buy. You buy that, and somebody on the other end sells that, you know? Yep. So, I don't know, like, I don't know how much pre-work was done in acquiring Bitcoin by any of these companies. I don't know if they have any agreements to purchase stuff, whatever. It seems like the buys really outweigh what's available in terms of mining and in terms of new coin being minted throughout the day, but I don't know, man. When it comes to the actual... uh financial speculation game i i'm like back of the pack when it comes to insight um some sad news that by the way was wednesday all of the biggest bitcoin news always happens on wednesdays do you notice that huh weird it's like we have a cocaine shit stain and then the next day something earth changing happens <sighs> they always wait yep. they always wait uh well google and apple did not wait uh this story is from yesterday Google and Apple pulled many cryptocurrency exchanges, including Binance and Kraken, from their app stores in India last week, mm. which is under two weeks after most of these global firms were flagged for operating illegally in the country. Well, you can't get them from the app store, but I'm sure there's another way. Yeah, you got to <laughs> go find the APK now. Uh, the Financial Intelligence Unit. FIU, an Indian government agency that scrutinizes financial transactions late last month, issued uh, show cause notices to nine different crypto firms and alleged that they weren't compliant with any India's anti-money laundering rules. That's what it always comes back to, right? Oh, only, uh, only criminals and money launderers are using cryptocurrencies. Right. You can do the crimes with crypto. Yeah. You couldn't do this in cash, but... Crypto allows you to do all these nefarious things. Various telecom networks and internet service providers began blocking the URLs of the crypto exchanges on a Thursday evening. Uh, amid Indians, uh, India's burdensome 30% capital gains tax, holy crap, and 1% transaction levy imposed in 2022, numerous domestic cryptocurrency traders have migrated to global platforms with less stringent uh, KYC protocols. So... This regulatory arbitrage, uh, coupled with a broader crypto winter, caused a 97% two-year decline in trading activity on a popular Indian exchange, hmm. Wazir X. <laughs> help me, sir. I am Indian. <laughs> Please, sir. Help me, sir. Uh, yeah. There you go. And it will just continue to be something that you can access if you just have a computer and know how to use it. That's what I love about it. It's it's like you can block a website and you can block an app on an app store, but it's not like what you're limited to on your computing devices, whether it's your phone or whether it's whatever it is. Yeah. If you don't look beyond the app store, yikes. Life finds a way, at least when you're playing with the internet. 
Uh, and that wraps me up in headlines. I did have, I guess I'll just do a tease because there's this Blink plugin Ooh. that I saw some people talking about. It's a new BTC Pay plugin. I wanted to look into it slightly. Um, it's like this custodial plugin that allows you to uh, handle liquidity management. And so I don't think it's a solution for me personally because I run my own node. But it's an interesting, uh, it kind of seems like it would be something that a, I don't know, a more reluctant person who really doesn't want to build a node might have luck with being able to uh, just kind of rec- receive sats for various products or whatever they happen to be doing. Yes. Value for value merch. Can we onboard more in 24? That's what I'm interested in uh, figuring out. You're darn tootin'. I think the answer's yes, but uh, we will see. We shall see. I think it is too, because you know what? That segment always makes me want to build another node. <laughs> That's very sweet, but I always uh, appreciate when it comes to this part of the show. Top three, 33. All right. All right. Well, in Colombia this week, a landslide toll rose to 33, including children. Damn. Yeah. Bummer. Brought to you by Mother Earth. Uh, Yeah, they were landslides closing off roads. Burying people alive. Uh, I guess that's one of the natural weather events we don't really, or natural events we don't really see here in the show me state. But I'm going to knock on wood because I have seen those, uh, the big holes in the ground that come out of nowhere. Yes. Sinkholes. Yeah. Oh my God. Very scary. The shit nightmares are made of. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Seattle experienced the coldest temperatures in 33 years as a freeze lingers. Uh, man, it's winter. I don't know what you want me to say. It usually Seattle, gets cold around this time. You're up north. You're heading towards Canada. Our cold neighbors to the north. And uh, yeah, it's cold. It is bitterly cold. It did do this last year too, though, where it got like unbearably cold. Yeah, this year we got the snow. Mm-hmm. This happens, I would say, like every five to seven years in Missouri. Yeah, you get where you mild get a good winters, snow. and then you get snowy winters, and you get icy winters. There's different flavors of winter. We they were, all kind of they all kind of rotate here in the Midwest. Yeah, we were spoiled with two or three green Christmases. You know, yeah. they say everyone's dreaming of a white Christmas, but not you, not me. <laughs> I don't want a shovel. <laughs> the kids had a blast putting their snowsuits on, though. Yes. Ah, to be six. (laughs) Anyway. uh, None of it's work for them. Right. It's all fun all the time, which is great. That's the way it should be. No doubt. Um, CMPD releases video from a 33-hour SWAT standoff in the Steel Creek area. This is around uh, Seattle also. And it's interesting because this news story is from today where the police department uploaded 300 video clips. Would have been cooler if it was 333, but no doubt it was around 320. And this standoff happened last year. So I was getting so invested in it thinking, man, this all went down. This is crazy. But yeah, a year ago, old news. 
<laughs> Someone called the cops because there was a guy outside making threats, shouting about killing his neighbors and killing cops. Awkward. Yeah, it, especially because the cops responding are familiar with this man as they had been to the house 46 times before. Oh, my God. So it started at 930 in the morning, the standoff. And two hours later, when the negotiator was finally able to make contact with the guy inside, he decided to identify himself as Lucifer. <laughs> so throughout the whole rest of the standoff, they have to talk to Lucifer. Pretty wow. funny. Uh Around 5 p.m., the guy thought it would be a good idea to stand in his front doorway with a handgun. So mm. one of the officers fired around and missed. Then they brought the Bearcat in. You know, those big old armored vehicles that every local police department has to have? Yeah. Yeah. They brought that son of a bitch in and oh, just no. started ripping out the doors and windows on the front of the house trying to... It's like they could, you know... They're not going to get a warrant and go in there and risk their lives, but we'll send the bear cat to tear up the house. Yeah, just bonk them into submission. Yeah. They started flying some drones around the inside, and the guy <laughs> swatted them down with a baseball bat. I mean, this, <laughs> this is a hell of a standoff, my no friend. 33 hours. Oh, that was the live stream we all deserved and did not get up your game, PD. Uh, anyways, they communicated with him overnight, and at 1.30 p.m. the next day, the man decided to exit the house and be taken into custody. So, yep, here we are a year later, and uh, everything's still working through the judicial system. It's great. It's great. It's so great, it makes me want to go behind the curtain. I think that's a fantastic idea. Oh, thank you. Me too. You know what's also a fantastic idea? What's that? Clicking the split kit as we're going through the segments, man. Yeah. I love the split kit. It's just sometimes one click missed feels like a steep price uh, to pay. It's you like know? not getting the 100% completion in a mission. <laughs> yes, it's exactly that. <laughs> uh, Except for that you can't reload a previous save and just try again. Try again. Nope. That's that's probably the most uh, frustrating part about life, not being able to load a previous save. Eh. But hey. You live and you learn. What can you do? You yeah. get better. I say that uh, regrets are just mistakes you haven't learned from yet. Yes, probably true. Probably true. Um, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services decided to, well, they didn't decide to. They got a FOIA request many moons ago for their complete rescheduling recommendation, mm. which they have released before, but it was so heavily redacted, there would only be one word on a page. Yeah, like cannabis. Okay, this doesn't tell us anything. But this is all thanks to attorney Matt Zorn, who runs the On Drugs newsletter. Uh, it's over at Substack for now. We'll see if he moves along. Uh, somewhere else. But this is 252 pages of knowledge, so uh, I have not gone through and read it all yet. <laughs> I've taken a short gander, uh, but I'm sure there's some gems in there. Of course, this is... Uh, it was prompted by 
Biden asking for a review into the scheduling of pot back in October 2022. And now that we're in 2024, an election season, they can actually start making moves on it. Maybe, you know, closer to the end of the year. Possibly. Yeah. In around October, probably. (laughs) Like the two-year anniversary of asking for this review. Yeah. Uh, And Health and Human Services suggested, well, instead of 50 state federally illegal with the Schedule 1, We'll have it be 50 state federally illegal at the schedule three. Yeah, that will be life changing. At least it says it has accepted medical use. Would that make you slaves happy? When there's a lot of people jumping up and down about it. I'm not one of them. I, I know that I will not see any difference. It's always the same people who get excited about. It's a step in the right direction after all. That's right. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Yeah. You, you just wouldn't be safe if these drugs weren't scheduled on the very old Controlled oh, yeah. Substances Act that really should just be torn up. And repealed completely. Yeah. In my little humble opinion over here. <laughs> Shouting from the bowl. <laughs> oh, in other news, a federal magistrate judge denied the government's motion to dismiss a case involving a California church's use of a plant-based psychedelic tea. That's right. Ayahuasca. Based plant. Yeah, so this ayahuasca church is going to see their lawsuit moving forward which is exciting this is the church of the celestial heart sued they sued u.s attorney general merrick garland and other officials last year after one of their shipments of ayahuasca uh, was intercepted by law enforcement as it goes fucking law enforcement stealing (laughs) people's mail (laughs) uh the intended wife was the pastor uh, the intended wife. The intended wife. <laughs> the intended wife. That's not the it's, wife I intended. I'm reading this because it's the pastor and his wife's name on there. Uh, so they were arrested um, for receiving ayahuasca in the mail. And they were criminally charged, but no formal ac- accusations uh, have come to pass. So that's a little strange. Isn't it? it always seems this way. With drug possession cases. <sighs> Just leave them alone. They're blowing the Lord's bubbles. We're smoking shit in a glass pipe blowing the Lord's bubbles. <laughs> they are. It's a church. My brothers and sisters in Christ. Let them have ayahuasca tea. Uh, so, yeah, that lawsuit was filed back in April 2023. Mm. Judges just now telling the DOJ, no, you can't just dismiss it. <laughs> You have to rule, man. Yeah, don't you know you're like the rulers here, dudes? Do your job. (laughs) Oh, well. Glad to see the DOJ doesn't get their way every single time. Yeah, sometimes they actually have to do something. Yeah, whopping 33% of the time, it seems. (laughs) They might have to do their job. Uh, And finally tonight, it was short note list for me you guys i have no idea why <laughs> yeah but, nothing different happened right no it's <laughs> totally not a Just new like, bowl or anything here we're, we're in our own uh regularly scheduled uh mind space 
I'm still just taking it all in, soaking it in. Uh, the bowl juices are flowing. Governor Hochul has proposed to repeal the marijuana potency tax. Ah, oh, what's a potency tax, eh? Well, Sounds like bullshit to me. Yeah, in New York, um, the state had passed this potency tax. In New York! That's right, baby. New York, New York. And there was, uh, let's see, excise tax of 9%. And then you get this tax on top if it's high THC. So you know what happened? People weren't buying from legal shops. Probably (laughs) aren't anyways. But you're saying, hey, we're going to slap you with another tax if you need, you know, 24% plus THC. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's retarded. Turns out <laughs> bureaucrats hate this one simple trick. <laughs> Tax me once, shame on me. Tax me twice, shame on you. Tax me three times, can't get taxed again. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Three. Oh my that, God. Because think about that's like the state tax, the local tax, a potency tax. It's tax, too much. Absolutely taxed to death. It's taxing. And then once you finally succumb to the taxes and die, you get taxed once more. So what, you know, I read this and thought, well, that, this is good news. Repeal the potency tax. I can get behind that. But no, it's not simply repeal the potency oh, tax. Why would a no. governor ever propose that? No, it'd be like a tax credit rebate enhancement, right? So you still pay oh. the tax, but then they pay you back the tax if you pay the tax like a good boy, but then you're double taxed if you don't pay the tax, and then they tax you three times. Tax me three times, state. Right up the ass. I don't know how much clearer I can make it. Uh, <laughs> how little I know about any of this, but it's just... A, <laughs> <laughs> always a quagmire here. You're going to love this. Fucking T-words. Governor Kathy Hochul says the potency tax should be replaced. With a wholesale excise tax of 9%, which would be charged to consumers in addition to the state and local retail excise taxes of 9 and 4%, respectively. So, she wants to repeal the potency tax to put in another tax. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh my gosh, it makes me so <laughs> mad. So that the, problem, headline, the problem isn't that we taxed it, it's just how we taxed it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. It makes me so mad. Uh, but that it's just the headline. That's what really gets me off here, really. It leaves me in stitches, <laughs> shall we? Because proposes repeal of marijuana potency tax. Repeal. Repeal. That means do away with. It's gone. Be gone. Yeah. No, they're just going to Indiana Jones some other bullshit into its place. Yeah. No, she proposed to replace the mm-hmm. potency tax, not repeal. Fucking dumb journalist. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. All you got. For behind the curtain tonight. Well, that's a short spell behind the curtain. Yeah. It, nice for a change, right? It's Sometimes a, uh, it's a yeah. kind of lengthy back here. Mm-hmm. Gets real hazy and smoky. Yeah. Uh, but this gives us the perfect opportunity to roll on into the metal moment. That's all right. Delivered each and every week by our friend the reverend cyber trucker who uh hopefully he's gonna come pick his calendar up i think right at some point he better 
uh, it's ready for them. Yeah. But a metal moment is ready for us. Are you ready for it? Yes. Let's listen in to what the Rev has for us. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. For those of you who haven't had the pleasure of meeting up with road manager Sleazy P. Martini, you've probably never heard of those scum dogs of the universe, Guar. Guar is an American heavy metal band formed in Richmond, Virginia in 1984, composed of and operated by a frequently rotating lineup of musicians, artists, and filmmakers collectively known as Slave Pit Incorporated. Guar's core thematic and visual concept revolves around an elaborate science fiction-themed mythology, which portrays the band members as barbaric interplanetary warriors. With over-the-top violent, sexual, and scatological humor, typically incorporating social and political satire, Guar has attracted both acclaim and controversy for its music and stage shows. From the 1994 album This Toilet Earth, this is Guar. Saddam a go-go. Oh, yeah, Rev uh, got the memo. That's right. That's he, uh, right. <laughs> he, he knew the moth was in. Yes. Uh, Gore is a big-time blueberry favorite. Yeah, Gore makes the moth man cometh. That's true. And cometh again. True indeed. Well, thank you, Sir Rev Cybertrucker. You can follow him along uh, temporarily at revcybertrucker at noagendasocial.com for the moment, for the time being, for now. And uh, yeah, a lot of us are still trying to figure out where our new uh, activity pub social home will be. So more on that next week. More on that next week. Stay tuned, everybody. We have big news about it. Everybody will be talking about it. I promise. TBD. It's a lot. There's a lot of things changing and shifting. Changes. We're going to face those strange changes. Uh, thank you so much, Rev. And if you boost during the metal moment, by the way. Uh, you send almost all your value to the Rev, 99% over to the Rev, and we keep a percent split to be able to uh, monitor and read. And, oh, look at this. Uh, at Sir Rev Cyber Trucker at RevCyberTrucker.com. He's got his own instance. Hell yeah. Based. Thank you for letting us know in the chat, Rev. 
The power of the chat. You can follow him at RevCyberTrucker.com from any uh, Mastodon or Pleroma instance or many of the other activity pub uh, implementations. Those are the main two, but there's a lot. MK.spook.social is run on MISKEY, for instance, which uh, is a lot of fun. It's got uh, some extra cool features that some of the other ones don't have. Most indeed. Booberry was just showing us that slideshow thing that was really cool. Yeah, I'm sure you can put that to use. Uh, I've got plenty of photos in the archive. <laughs> a slideshow of Lorian boobies. Hmm. I don't know if you have enough of those pictures to fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Exceeds file upload limit? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. <clears throat> uh, we can never exceed the voicemail limit, of course. Uh, we like to play a little game every week called The First Time I Ever. Where you call into the bowl at 816-607-3663 and you tell us about uh, the first time that you ever did a particular thing. The first time I ever. First time you ever did a thing. And we change it every week just to keep it interesting, you know, just to shake things up. This week... We happen to be talking about the first time I ever got stitches, and hopefully it wasn't from being snitches. First time I ever got snitches. So you can always text <laughs> it in. What? He said first time you ever got snitches. Did I say snitches? <laughs> yeah. Uh, first time I ever got bitches at 816-607-3663, or oh, yeah. send a picture. You can text a picture message of your stitches or your snitches or your bitches. To 816-607-3663, all of them will be accepted, just like this first caller is accepted. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hello there. Just uh, finished making dinner for the wife and I, the wife's gone right now, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see anything on uh, Mastodon, I guess we're calling now, Uh, for the first time I ever, and I haven't listened to the last episode, so anywho. He's shooting in the dark is what he's trying uh, to say. Yeah. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> but I figure say how he's still, you know, still give some some sort of some sort of content, you know. Poor bowlers um, are listening people by our shake up um, here deeply. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I'm did sorry, get to listen everyone. to uh was I listening to? That is my listen to a lot of podcasts today. Um <laughs> but yeah. So who does he uh Mr. Booberry in the house? And oh, yes. I don't know if he'll be on this episode too. I assume so, but I don't know. Um, He's but, on the road uh, back. You guys home. being on behind the schemes and all that. So, he flew off into the right, sunset. I, well, yeah. What's it called right there? I mean, you know, like uh, be like the first time I ever took Christmas decorations down on whatever day it is would be today. Um, oh, nice. But uh, yeah, I got a little late because the wife got sick and. Uh, so she she took everything down really actually, but uh, I just helped put some stuff away and <laughs> do the lifting kind of deal. Isn't but, that uh, the way it goes? <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Will you well, take this, this box downstairs? So, I, Spencer, Lorian, maybe Mister Booberry Mothman is apocalyptic uh, burrito polar bear. He's forever here in spirit. Other guys, that Andrews, and uh, you know. Whether or not today is today, or today is tomorrow, or don't know what's going on. It's all conspiracy. Yes. Go ahead and give a hearty. 
<laughs> oh man, he's been wrecking that mic. Yeah, he is. He's really putting the cacao into it. Cacao. Put his whole cacao right into the mic. I love it. Thank you, Christopher Battles. I always like to try and ride that out. You know, if I can get the Christmas tree going into February, it's a good year for me. Oh my gosh. You are the opposite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, get it the hell out of here. You're upset if it's still up at New Year's. Yeah. Which it always is. Must It yeah. must always stay up through New Year's. But uh, <laughs> I like to ride the Christmas tree out, man. It's pretty. Well, if you like it so much, you could always decorate it for every season. It could just be a permanent staple of the house. <laughs> now you hate that idea. Well, if we were changing the decorations, I would just put it away. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But that's the thing. Like, you can keep it Christmassy all the way up till what's the first thing that changes? What's the first holiday after that? Valentine's. If, Valentine's. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Put a bunch of gophers on the tree. A gopher is not a groundhog. Bye. You remember the first time you ever got stitches? No. Ne- never have I ever gotten stitches. I don't think that's true, right? Oh, yeah. Now I remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you got them. I've had one. I've had one surgery. Yes. Um, that's right. Yeah. You I tried to forget. Yeah, it was I'm black sorry. boxed. It's okay. Yeah, just unpack this. Set it down here. All right. I don't go to the hospital. I don't go to the doctor if I don't fucking have to. I don't like Western medicine. But sometimes you just get real fucked up and you know something's very wrong. So I came, uh, I was having stomach pains and the pain was like going into my shoulders. Which, yeah, could be gas, right? Yeah. (laughs) So I was living on that line for a while, like two days. Third day, I'm clammy. I am hot and cold off and on. I am like crawling on the floor because the pain is so bad. Can't even fart, you guys. Like, I remember saying that. I'm like, (laughs) I can't toot. Why? Something is very messed up inside of me. Nothing was uh, coming out. Nothing was moving. So I crawled down to the bowl where Spence was working. And I said, you have to take me to the emergency room. Mm. And you did. That's when I knew it was (laughs) a big deal. Yeah. And you did. And when we got there, uh, the guy had me fill out a form and... He also said, do you think it could just be constipation? (laughs) And I said, I really hope it is. I hope it's just constipation. I feel like I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. And so. Please, sir, I am constipated. Help me, sir. (laughs) I get taken in and uh, they made me pee in a cup. And that's fine. Whatever. I made it. I made that happen. And then they said, oh, well. You're pregnant and you have a UTI. This is all UTI. Let's give you a shot in the ass and send you on your way. I thought, oh, okay, that mm. seems fine, I guess. Uh, and then ugh, they give you those gross. The the first pills I took for UTI made me turn into like red splotchy lizard looking motherfucker. So I'm not really into that. The antibiotics that they give. 
I'm a much wiser woman now with the Demonos Uva Ursi hookup for anyone out there. UTIs happen. Anyway, I wasn't feeling better. This is, might be a shocker. I took that stupid pill and I wasn't feeling better. And it got so bad again that I don't remember if it was the same night or the next day, but basically the same thing happened. I was just like on my hands and knees, just crying in pain. Like, I gotta go get help. This time I was taken to the ER and I had a woman doctor and she said, okay, you said you you just found out you were pregnant. I said, yep. And she's like, all right, we're going to take a look. Ultrasound time. And, um, they were like, oh yeah, it's an ectopic pregnancy. So the, I, it, some kind of, uh, like your body just totally betrays you. Yeah. I don't even know how it happens, but everything is growing outside of where it's supposed to be. So it basically is where the embryo gets stuck in the fallopian tube, right? It doesn't make it all the way out to the uterus where it's supposed to implant itself. And so then they start basically, it was like I was being read my Miranda act about my uterus situation, you know, where they're like, Okay, now what we're going to have to do is we're going to go in there and we got to take it out and there's a risk you're going to lose a fallopian tube and blah, blah, blah. And I've never had surgery either. So this is like... A I'm, lot at once. I'm not happy. <laughs> no. Um, And then they gave me... And I was still in excruciating pain this whole time. Uh, Like even doing the ultrasound, I was like screaming when the lady was like pushing on my belly. Mm. And so, um, uh, they transferred me for emergency surgery via ambulance. They hooked me up to fentanyl, which was the first time I could get up. I stood up and I went to the bathroom and I didn't feel so bad. Like I wasn't high, like, Ooh, this is great. Like the way people seem on morphine. But I, I remember looking at you and crying because I was like, I'm not in pain. I can get out of the fetal position now. Yeah. And uh, anyways, they take me into surgery and I'm being a smart ass with the anesthesiologist, which I guess you're not supposed to do. And you know, I, I, <laughs> I love pre-op banter. I was so. It's the only good part of having surgery is the pre-op banter. Yeah. We had one child at this time, uh, for anyone wondering. So this would have been my second pregnancy and uh, get in the operating room and they have that little Da Vinci device. It's like a tiny uh, robot hand, like robot claw that goes in there and cleans you up. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. All went off without a hitch. Next thing I know, I'm waking up. The lady said, oh, what's your pain? And because I was at an 11 on the pain scale before, mm-hmm. I was like, Pfft. I'm a zero. I said, mm. I can feel, I said, I can feel the stitches, but I'm good. And never say that because then never they just zero. give you some Tylenol and send you on your ways. But I was so happy to not be in pain anymore, you know? And I had to go up to a like recovery room. I did not spend the night. <laughs> Who can afford that? And, um, you Spencer were there with your parents and our baby Rayla and that was nice, just being over that whole thing. But my, I had liquid stitches that dissolve on, like, they went in. They're, like, dissolving. 
Right, they're dissolving. Yeah. I didn't have to go get them removed if that's what you're asking. Yeah. 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 I have one so I have these ugly marks on my belly. Like one little line scar in my belly button and then like one on each side towards my hips or mm. like I don't know. So yeah, three uh three sets of stitches and one go wow hey thank you for jiggling the handle on my brain because i really was like wow i've never gotten stitches before except that one time (laughs) yeah except that one time i would say uh oh wait can i just give a happy ending to this please so this all happened on february 2nd and a year later to the day our second daughter asina was born so that's pretty magical a good bounce back yeah definitely um yeah i think that as far as the stitches part of your experience went it was lucky because i think the freakiest part of stitches is having them removed yeah i bet personally um even going in doesn't look that good when you see like oh, needle yeah. and thread it's definitely that. Weird. I'm out. <laughs> uh the freakiest part of our voicemail line is probably this next caller oh hey oh, hey, hey balls uh Bowlers. Oh wow, God. Stitches. Yeah, I hate I hate to have them. I can give you some if you need. But uh <laughs> damn. First time stitches. Uh shit. I must have been like four or five, you know, preschool shit. Wasting no time. And mom, she was always, you know, she got her sewing station. And she's like, these scissors only cut cloth. <laughs> I mean, that's my mom. I, I, you know, I fucking trust her. Yeah. So I, I, I'm doing around the station, you know, because that's what a kid does. I mean, that's his mom's, like, area. She loves it. So I got to figure out what's going on over there. It's so cool. <laughs> right. And, and I found her scissors right as she's walking in. She's like, Mike, put those down. I'm like, look, mom, they won't cut me. <laughs> and I no. fucking damn near sliced my thumb off. Oh. So I got this big ass gas blood everywhere. And yeah, I had to go get my first um, grouping of stitches. <laughs> Oh, oh, shit. oh yeah. Not not fun. But it's a memory and a scar. So yeah. There you go. Adios, mofos. And if you're gonna transition from the NAS, get to popping, chopping, you know, they're gonna cut that shit soon. Mm. Adios, mofos. Wait, shit, I just said that. <laughs> God <laughs> Adios, mofo. Adios. Yeah, I did not post on the NAS today. Just because I know it's... uh, It's about to die or shut off imminently. Whatever. Whenever. No one knows. Yep. Round and round it goes. No one knows, but everybody's talking. Well, thank you, doctor, sir. If I need stitches, I'm going to hit up the good doctor, sir. Absolutely. Good guy to keep in your Rolodex. That's for sure. Do you remember the first time you got stitches? I do. I do. I'm sure we've... I I feel like I've told this story before on some show. 
I can't really remember which show or what the context was, but uh, the first time I uh, got stitches was a little accident I had off the top of my bunk bed. Um, I actually had a loft bed for most of my childhood, so it was just like the top bunk with no bottom bunk in it. So you just crawl up there and you'd be up in the up near the ceiling to go to bed. And we used to tuck a blanket in the side and like make a little fort, you know. My sister and I blanket off the bottom section and make a fort. So we were in the process of doing that and my parents were downstairs playing the PlayStation, getting some quality them time in, you know. They had uh I don't know, some kind of boomer joy game going. I think it was like thirty classic arcade hits, you know, or thirty Atari hits. They were uh. they were playing like burger time or centipede or some shit you know (laughs) on a playstation (laughs) and uh we were trying to make the blanket fort and i was leaning over on the top bunk trying to grab the blanket for my sister because you know we're very young and short shit i was probably eight years old or something oh you're probably around my height then. seven or eight yeah (laughs) probably about lorian height and i leaned just a little bit too far and my balance tipped i tumbled out of the top bunk and i Cracked my head on the corner of a dresser before hitting the floor, like landing on top of my sister and just getting wiped out. And when I smacked my, uh, basically right on my eyebrow, I smacked on the corner of this dresser, just like with uh, way too much force, and immediately started bleeding out my head a lot, like a lot of blood. And I was all covering in my eye and shit. Um, my sister immediately freaks out and panics. Meanwhile, I go in the bathroom just to kind of like try to rinse this out and see if we can pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> even back then, I'm like you. I'm, I'm not going to the doctor either if I can avoid it. Yeah, definitely. Let's not tell mom and dad if we can avoid it. Just put some Neosporin on that and slap a Band-Aid on top. She wasn't waiting at all. She like runs down the stairs with like snot running down her face crying. And she said, mom and dad, Spence fell off of the bunk and he's got cuts all over him. <laughs> yeah, but she's crying and she's like probably six and hard to understand my parents thought she said guts oh gosh <laughs> so they didn't know what the <laughs> fuck was going on they didn't know what to expect they just like <clears throat> race upstairs to the bathroom I'm sitting there with a rag over my left eye and, and my forehead where all the oh. blood's coming out <laughs> so they're still thinking guts so they're like, oh, fuck, it's probably his eyeball is hanging out of the socket or something. <laughs> they're just, like, imagining the most gruesome possible scene, right? Yeah. And then I move the rag, and it's just, like, a cut on my eyebrow. And, uh, yeah, my parents both were like, yeah, you're going to need stitches. Get in the car. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was not into it. I didn't want no stitches, man. I wasn't no snitch. But uh, it was, like, late at night, too. So we get into the car. At that point, I'm like feeling pretty tired. The hospital is like a 12 minute trip from my hometown or something like that. So I'm set, settling in for a little ride and thinking, I'm, I'm going to just catch a little nap. So I'm yawning and I like say out loud, Yeah, I'm feeling pretty sleepy. I think I'm going to nap. And my mom goes, You can't fall asleep. Like, uh, if you had a concussion, you could <laughs> die or something. I, I still don't exactly know how it works, other than it is dangerous to uh, go to sleep if you are potentially concussed. So uh, her just saying that really made me jolt up right wide awake. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm wide up. I'm, I'm wide up. awake. I'm wide open. 
Uh, and yeah, they put this like green goo on me at first that was just like a topical numbing agent. Ew. It was, uh, it had a weird texture and consistency, like toothpaste, but also with stuff in it. Kind of like if you get some uh, professionally designed bong cleaner shit that has the different salt crystals in it. Mm. You know, there was some kind of abrasive material in this weird toothpastey kind of goo. Did it have a gluish moisture? <laughs> it had a gluish moisture to it, yes. <laughs> uh, slapped that on my eyebrows, stopped the bleeding, and then proceeded to sew it up. And it was actually like way more low-key than I thought it was going to be. It's cool you can't see that area. I did look a bit Frankenstein-y. Yeah, I can't like watch them put it in. I kind of can. But the, fr- fre- the freakiest part of putting it in was like when they pull that thread and you can feel the thread going through the holes in your skin. <laughs> That part is a little freaky. My dad called me Iserman for the rest of the time that I had stitches in there. Uh, because Steve Iserman was playing for the Detroit Red Wings then. And uh, was always famous for bleeding during games, <laughs> I oh. guess. <laughs> like It's famous to my dad for that, for sure. And uh, getting stitches and getting back on the ice. So He was building me up, you know. Hey, you're tough. You're Iserman now. Nice. And yeah. That was my first stitch experience. I still do have the scar. Eyebrow scar. How do, you, how do you get eyebrow scars? Winking at the wrong person, that's how. Hey. <laughs> C-Dubs in the chat said he got stitches on his eyebrow as a kid Ooh. also. Mine Four, was the, he believes. Mine was the left eyebrow. <laughs> Just saying. Eyebrow scars, they're very manly. Matching eyebrow scars. Very manly. All the uh, rage. This next caller... Left us a manly voicemail. Face to the screen bowlers. Hey, hey face to the screen. Up, face? Hey, the first time I ever got stitches that I really remember, I can't remember if it was one or the other. Okay, so I'll give you the first one that's really more vivid. Okay. Was when I was a kid, of course, little kids love to spin around and get dizzy, right? So I guess I had just discovered that and like was spinning around and around and around. And then like I saw the rocking chair like the rocker on the one side, like the front of it where it sticks up, you know, the rocking shape. I just remember seeing that get bigger and bigger, like, oh, no. bam, and it just hit me right in the <laughs> right in the top of my forehead, you know, so I had to go get stitches. Ooh, right in the third eye. Dumb kid spinning around. I kind of realized that that was a bad idea after that, but I still did it, but more carefully. <laughs> the other one, I took, like, uh, we had a dog, and he, uh, bit me after I took some food out of his bowl, but that was stupid of me. I was a dumb kid. I just, like, I gave him some toast, and I went to take it back. I just didn't know any better. But, like, ever since then, I've also, like, any dog I have, I teach him I can give him food and take it away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Can't let the dog think that he's the owner of that food, even though you've given it to him. That's right. Kind of. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but. No, I like that. He's kind of like, oh, hey, here's the dog. Here's the kid. Let him give the dog toast and then accidentally try to take it away like an idiot. Get bit. So I lived. I learned. I realized it was stupid to do that. So maybe it's best. Anyway, it was only a couple stitches on that one, I think. Nice. So, dog's name was Shiny. It was Shiny Bite. I just kept pointing at the scar. Shiny Bite. <laughs> anyway, in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. A little Shiny Bite. <laughs> Getting all stitched up. Uh, C-Dubs has provided more information about his. He he has stitches. He got sti- eyebrow stitches on the left side, just like me. Wow. We're like uh, childhood 
Stitchy Twins. He said, I was at a sleepover the night before the family was moving. I was showing my friend my sweet breakdancing skills, and I slammed my face into the corner of a side table. Oh, ouch. Oof. Hate it when that happens. Sweet breakdancing, C-dubs. Ooh, we have a PS. We have a PS in the voicemail. Oh. Face to the screen again, slaves, just real quick. Uh, the third time I remember getting stitches was like my sister. Yeah. God bless her soul. You know, we were fighting and stuff. I mean, mm. she's still alive, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> Barely. She's a few years older and whatever. But we had, back in the day, you had TVs with like a wooden cabinet. So like the corner of it was nice and sharp, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, we were just running around. I just kind of was running away. She pushed me a little bit. You know, it wasn't like she tried to do it, but it was like. Man, it really put a crease in the top of my top of my uh, cranium. Ouch! Not really my skull, but like the scalp up there started bleeding, and uh, mm-hmm. it just was like kind of running down my face and started running down me. My brother's like, "Just don't cry, man. Just don't cry. If you cry, it makes it hurt more. If it, it's gonna hurt more if you cry. Just don't cry." And it's like, okay, true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess it kind of hurt. But that was kind of cool that he gave me that pep talk, you know. But uh, yeah, my sister felt bad about it. Of course, you know she didn't mean to do it. But yeah, yeah old those old technologies, man. You'd have some nice sharp corners on them, and I guess it's what made me the man I am today. There you go. But uh, anyway, in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah, sometimes you got to learn the hard way, or you just never learn. That's the uh, lesson that sticks with you. Mm. It has real meaning. If it has real consequences, it has real meaning. Uh, I think I found real meaning in this next voicemail. Let's check it out. In the bowl. In the bowl. Again. The first time I ever got, well, not saying. The first time I ever got stitches was probably with Tina's age. And being a dumb, rowdy kid late at night, uh, me and dad, I think my sister is probably one or two at this point. And, uh, yeah, I just running all the way from the living room down the hallway, straight into my bedroom, which is at the end of the hallway, so it was a straight shot. And I was just bolting myself up onto my bed. Uh, did that for a good little while, and uh, eventually I ended up clocking my uh, right temple. Oof. On the wooden window seal at the corner, and the meter split it open, and just, you know, head trauma, I just believed a lot, yep. and, uh, dead had to really drive my dumbass out to the hospital, the emergency window. Go get it stitched up. <laughs> um, so I got that scar. Uh, a couple of years later, Oh, I forget what's good. Um, leaning back in my chair in class and fucking fell right back, landed into a bookcase, bookcase came over, damn near struck the same spot, and yeah. the stitches. <laughs> so now I got two concurrent lines lined up pretty well. <laughs> Double <laughs> stitch. Um, some pretty good aim there. And, uh, yeah, um, I've had staples. Staples is pretty good. Oh, Quick and dirty. Yeah. So, like, fucking Frankenstein after the fact. 
Oh my god! I need to give me whatever's going to get me out of here fastest, so I can get back to work. <laughs> uh, it's pretty much how that conversation went. Staples um, are gruesome looking, man. I've had two inserted. That was, I think I've probably bought that up surely. Uh, a very strange sensation. Um, removing it, but uh, yeah, I think that's about it for. Ditches. Uh, I guess, I mean, during the uh, paradigm, they put a bunch of like really gnarly, long ass stitches all throughout my belly button, and that was shit. Closed for business there for a while. No belly button access. Um, so that fucking. Oh! Damn. The voicemail closed his belly button access. No access. The Mothman, he's. he's Done taking some stitches. And staples. He mentioned some staples. Um, Cotton Gin mentioned in the chat he said staples. Four staples in his skull. My mom had staples after a hysterectomy. So it's like belly staples. Those things look like a a horror movie, definitely. Gruesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. From what I've heard, they're just no big deal as to how they feel, you know? Huh. They just look very, very... (laughs) Ooh. Metal. Very metal. <laughs> no doubt. Thanks for the call, Booberry. Yeah, uh, thanks, boobs. Continued safe travels tonight out there. Uh, safe travels, too, for this next caller. It's the bull, y'all. It's Rev here. And the bull, Rev. Let's see. First time I ever had stitches. It was 1991, and it was actually during practice at, for hockey, and I was driving towards goal, and I ended up getting tackled by two of my teammates. Oh, when shit. that happened, one of them stepped on my pinky. Oh! And he stepped on my pinky, and it cut me open, and it went all the way down to the the tendon. Yeah. Real, real close to the knuckle. Ooh. Well, it had torn the the skin off the top of my knuckle, so it looked like a, looked like a big old flap of skin that was just waving in the breeze. And um, nice. I took one look at it, and I thought, okay, well, I should probably go have the have the medic take a look at it. And she took one look at it. And she says, "You're going to need stitches." And I said, "Are you sure? Can you can you put like some tape on it? Just give me a band aid. I'll be fine." She goes, "No, you need stitches." And I said, um, "Do I have to go to the hospital?" She says, "I can do it, but it's going to hurt." And I said, "Well, it already hurts, so you might as well do it." <laughs> and that was the first time I ever got stitches. Go for it. Yeah. Just do it. It always uh, seems like it's going to be worse than it is for most of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I remember I was like real nervous to have the stitches thing done, but it was like not that bad. So with your eyebrow stitches, you had to go back in and get them removed too? I did. Yeah. Mm. Which kind of freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, it seems weird. They just used like uh, some pliers to pull the thread out a little bit so that they can get under it with some tiny scissors and cut it. And it's it's actually not too bad, but it's just kind of like all the little clicky sounds that the scissors are making. And I don't know. I think I had like 11 or 12 of them. So it's a little tedious to cut them all out, you know? Yeah. I remember watching them pull stitches out of your ankle. Oh, yeah. I couldn't watch. Ankle and then stitches. I felt like the guy wasn't doing a very good job. 
It looked like there was stitch shrapnel sticking out in a few places. <laughs> Freaked me out. That was no fun. I still got hardware in me from that. Yeah. Womp womp. Whatever. But you know what is fun? What? Well, wait, do we have any more uh, messages? That wraps the messages, okay. which uh, All right. we're very grateful the bowlers calling in, sharing a, their intimate first time stories with us. Yes, now we get to determine next week's FTI topic. Mm-hmm. And I have a list that's been going on for quite some time. We could suggest the first time I ever video called. Or the first time I ever... Do you want to just go with the first one there? All right. The first time you ever video called, well, call us about it at 816-607-3663. Yes. I don't think that the voice line accepts video calls, but you could always send me an MP4. Spencer at bowlafterbowl.com. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Mix it up. Just throwing that out there. Surprise. (laughs) We love surprises. Yes. Life is full of them, after all. But uh, it's no surprise what we have to do next. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Oh, this first story comes to me from a wonderful producer. I'm sorry. I uh, don't mean to interrupt you, but we did get a text line about some stitches. Oh, nice. Yeah. Texter says, first stitches, I was 12. It was a pretty shitty winter similar to this one. I was running across the street to my buddy's house and biffed it on the icy street. <clears throat> oh, fug. As I was wearing braces, I tore the shit out of my upper lip, pretty much through the wound. Had to get stitches on my jagged little wound. Positive note, I didn't have to practice my trumpet for weeks. <laughs> Some extreme, uh, extreme measures to get out of trumpet practice, but hey, whatever it takes. Yeah, sometimes you just don't want to practice the trumpet, damn it. Unless you're Spence. Spence loves practicing the trumpet. I'm actually kind of surprised you don't have that within an arm's reach like you did for uh, <clears throat> our sewer show. Oh, it's back in the back room right now. That's all good. All good. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your bowling flow. <clears throat> oh, it's okay. You know, I was powdering my hands. I had to lace the shoes. Yeah, you gotta get ready. Yeah. I just stopped you before you actually rolled. Well, <clears throat> there was a pretty bad car crash that happened over the weekend in Florida. And <clears throat> a teen girl was in one of the cars that had flipped over in clear water. Um, and a man stepped out, a civilian, to help her. He uh, pulled out some tools and popped her airbag so that she could get out safely. And do you know who that man was? Who? Hulk Hogan. Very nice. That's why I was there, brother. Right when you needed me. Yeah, right when you need him. Hulk Hogan. He's there. What's the chance of that? This is pretty cool. This next story... Comes from Peru. You may remember the mummies that were shown there, or maybe they were aliens or something, but they were like little people in boxes with big heads, little hands, little bodies. Remember this shit? The pictures were everywhere. There wasn't that great of an explanation, uh, probably because journalists don't speak Spanish 
They don't bother to get a solid translation. Just trust the AI. Anyway, turns out they were not aliens. Oh? They were not little people either. They were mummies. No. What they were were dolls. I know this is a shocker. But here's where it gets a little strange still for me. Okay, these dolls were being shipped from Peru to Mexico. And they know who they were going to, but they don't know where they came from. Hmm. They had three fingers on each hand, two doll-like figures. um, And they were made with a mix of paper, glue, metal, along with some bones. Not just animal bones, human bones. And that gets me a bit concerned. It's a bit spoopy, man. Super spoop. <laughs> They're debunking it. This whole thing is very, very spooky. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, not aliens. Couldn't be. Uh, but don't worry about the human remains. It's just uh, in a box. It was going from, you know, Peru to Mexico. A daily thing. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. That's right. <laughs> Many people have already forgotten the tiny, silly alien mummy things. But not many people can forget when a shenanigan of this size goes down. Because four people were charged over a plot to smuggle $1.2 million worth of Australian reptiles. Using commercial airlines, of course. The really quick way to get caught. Yeah, it's so funny how uh, frequent this seems to be, the the exotic animal smuggling on commercial. It just seems like a, a, a poor move. I mean, if if we are looking at how many people get caught, I wonder how many people don't get caught. How many times have you flown right next to a guy with a, like a Burmese python in his pants or something? Oh, I know. It just happened to be slightly sedated. So they weren't like, oh, wow, what's in your pants, man? Or like 17 of the little, uh, what do they call them, sugar babies, sugar gliders? Oh, yeah. 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 And how many have died? <laughs> you know, from like lo- no oxygen available. Because he just uh, or- shifts the wrong ass cheek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Squish. Yeah, yeah, these ones, 257 reptiles, they put them in chip bags and handbags. No one's looking in those. Just kidding. <laughs> Australian TSA knows. And now you're charged, buddy. Absolutely charged. Yeah, another guy got charged this week. This guy claimed to be selling a walking stick used by Queen Elizabeth II. He listed it on eBay. He said that all the proceeds were going to be donated to a charity, and then he set it up for auction, which reached $686 before the listing was canceled, as police had already been investigating this queen's walking stick. And then they found the man who posted it, a 26-year-old guy from Hampshire in South England, claimed to be a senior footman at Windsor Castle. But was not. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah. I, when I saw that the auction was stopped at 686, I thought, geez, well. You know, I think you'd get a lot more money for something like that. Yeah, they didn't let it ride long enough. No. 
Or no. maybe, I don't know, I feel like a lot of British are just so reddit on the royal history and everything. They're like, oh, it's bullshit. <laughs> bullshit, fucking bullshit. I know what a stick looked like. Look nothing like that. I was beaten by the Queen's walking stick <laughs> one day. <coughs> Yeah, you never forget a beating like that. <laughs> <laughs> Royal ass whooping. The bitch be good stick. <laughs> All right. Uh, fucking eBay is on the next lane, too. What is this, man? I don't even use eBay. But they're in trouble. They're kind of in trouble in that last story. I mean, yeah. one of their users more so than them. But still, no way to authenticate the queen's walking stick this is a very strange story though so there's a massachusetts couple that runs an online newsletter called e-commerce bites um they're the steiners that's their last name ina and i don't remember her husband's name mina maybe who knows just guessing rhyming anyways they live in massachusetts and they wrote a story about a lawsuit that eBay had filed accusing Amazon of poaching its sellers, which is a little silly. And so eBay was obviously mad about this. And following the filing of that lawsuit, this uh, couple was harassed mercilessly by eBay employees uh, out to ruin their lives, I guess. They sent a funeral wreath to their house, a bloody pig face Halloween mask. Uh, they sent pornographic magazines with the husband's name on it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Not the porno mags. Whatever shall we do with these titties? Oh, man. I have a few ideas. <laughs> they posted the couple's home address announcing yard sales and parties so strangers kept showing up very confused to their house apparently a, a gps device was planted on one of their cars um and as this investigation discovering all these things uh, rolled out i guess these ebay employees were planning to break into their garage too so this is all bad uh, but real, what really caused this all to tip in the couple's favor <laughs> was that eBay sent them live spiders and cockroaches. Oh, no. Yeah, now they have to pay them $3 million to make up for that uh, harassment and intimidation campaign. eBay, and I, I don't get how this works, right? The company, eBay, yeah. is charged with criminal stalking, witness tampering, and obstruction of justice. Not the people that did it, just their employees? That's very weird. <laughs> or I mean, just the company. I'm wondering if it is the employees and the company is allowed to protect their identities somehow. But also, it sounds, the more you read into it, it sounds like the higher-ups were directing these employees to do those things. Mm. That's fucked up. Yeah, totally fugged. Like, if you can't handle a little bit of shade in a fucking blog, man, like, I don't know. Yeah, about a lawsuit, too. Yeah. And yeah. A no-name, no-body blog. Like, get over it. Uh, big name, big body boost. Just rolled in 11-11 from Fountain from Tunta. Oh, Tunta. Who says, let me see that Spencer Edition magazine. Oh, yeah. Uh, which one do you want? Get the June issue over there. Mm, 
my favorite. <laughs> I got to start thinking about the calendar for next year. Yeah. This is a familiar story. Out in Virginia, there was a cat wandering the streets. And someone decided to take him to the shelter and get him off the streets. But this cat was a fat cat, weighing 28 and a half pounds. And so the shelter decided to name him One Frosty Too Many. Because, you know, everything has to be a native fucking ad these days. Including all the employees at the shelters. I see you over there, you shills. And so they posted this morbidly obese cat everywhere. And uh, within, you know, days, that cat found his forever home. But the forever owners changed his name down to Frosty. Frosty the fat cat. I don't know, man. I hope he loses some weight, you know, for his health and wellness. That's uh, that's a lot of weight for a little kitty to be pulling around all day. Damn near the size of my two-year-old. Damn near. And I got another cat story, too. Meow. Meow. Yeah, because I think we were kind of teasing up a cat podcast. <laughs> and the supers. Meow. I'm too nice. I'm, you can tell you can tell I'm a dog person from the way I meow yeah get it I always just do cute little meow yeah meow. I'm not over here going <laughs> or whatever sounds cats actually make I don't know I don't want to find out <laughs> oh man but this cat fucked around and found out an eight-year-old Siamese named Jasmine Decided to get nice and cozy and warm under the hood of a moving van. Oh, no. And thus began an 800-mile journey. Yes. From England to Wales. Holy shit. Yeah. Two days later, the van had, you know, stopped moving, arrived at its final destination. And when it was being inspected for return... There he thought, whoever was looking at it said, holy shit, there's a cat in here. Holy shit. Holy shit. Or maybe they said, oh my God. <laughs> but it wasn't God. It was just a cat. And the cat was, you know, dehydrated, but otherwise uninjured. So good news for that kitty. They took it to a veterinarian. And two days later, the owner was tracked down. And you know why? Why? Because they can scan the QR code on the cat and find the owners. Boostable cats. Value for value. There's a chip in its ear. Uh, The microchip. 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 We know all about you, kitty, with the microchip. Is. We get the cat. Well, like a happy ending. Yeah. So cat made it home. (laughs) Fucking microchips. First it's the cat, then it's the children. You know? Yes. Pretty similar. Oh, you could lose your kid, but if we just scan them right here behind the ear, we'll know that it's yours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Frosty, there's a family with a tradition of building big snowmen up in Alaska. That's a good spot for building snowmen, I'd say. And this year, they knocked it out of the park with a 20-foot snowman that has been dubbed Snowzilla. <laughs> Whoa, Frosty's got to go. Go, go, Snowzilla. That was a big thing. It was a really big thing. 20 feet, that's like as tall as a house. 
Yeah. Father-son duo. Been doing it since 2005. Uh, but they did take a 10-year hiatus because some asshole decided to send a cease and desist notice in 2008. You know, worried about my traffic safety. That snowman's so cool. Everyone's going to be looking at it crashing their cars. Fun just, not allowed. Just can't have fun. Too dangerous. Yeah. Good thing we don't follow the rules like that in the bowl. <laughs> there would be never any fun. <laughs> there would be no bowl. Because yeah. the bowl is nothing but fun. But fun. <laughs> anyway, in Iowa, there's a beautiful snow sculpture you can go see. Uh, the snow shark. It is 20 feet long and five and a half feet tall. Seems to be like the target, uh, the target dimension. Yeah, 20 feet. 20 feet. 20 feet's a cool snow thing. Anything less is not worth writing about, I guess. Yeah, size doesn't matter. It's what you do with it. But 20 feet now. Come on. (laughs) I guess it took the homeowner four and a half hours to sculpt the shark and another hour and a half to color it with watered-down acrylic paint the next day. So it's pretty cool. It's it's scary looking if if you're not a shark fan. (laughs) I'm not a shark fan, and I'm not a shark fan. Actually, I kind of like sharks. They're neat. Fin fan? Fin fan. Better than (laughs) flim flam. Yeah. And my final story for the lanes tonight comes from... uh, the amazing Spider-Man. Because the first issue, number one, just sold at auction. You want to take a gander how much a uh, March 1963 The Amazing Spider-Man number one near mint 9.8 condition comic book goes for these days at uh, auction? I have no idea. So let's go with 333 grand. Uh, I wish. 1.38 million all cash baby (laughs) yeah yeah you gotta be uh loaded with that fiat fun coupons if you want to make a purchase like that no doubt oh man oh man well that was a hell of a bowl to wrap it up man hell of a bowl to have uh wrap up a hell of a week a heavenly week though Hell of a heavenly week. A lot of fun. Absolutely. Lots getting done. Lots getting done. I'm looking forward to uh, taking a deep breath, refinding center in a groove, and uh, hitting the ground running, making so much more to just put out there. I feel like I'm uh, even more value enabled now. Same. And I really want to hit the lab with you and make some uh, music. Yeah. As kind of a celebration as well. Hell yeah. Uh, much more to be made. Bowls, music, love, etc. We're going to mess around with some video stuff uh, here in the very near future. Social shakeups. All of it just in the works. And uh, we might do a lot, but what we'll never do is leave you hanging on a Tuesday night. Which is why you will find us back at it next Tuesday. 
right around 9 p.m. Central is when we take over the stream from DHM Plugged and start playing ourselves a little bit of tunes. Kick the party off. And uh, we hope you join us. Come in the bowl. Mess around live. Voicemails, texts, boosts, etc. The IRC chat. We're grateful to you all. We love you all. And uh, we're looking forward to a wonderful year here in 2024. Thanks from the bottom of our bowls. And we'll see you next week. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm DeLorean. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl, guys, are pushing the value for value so hard. So hard. He has, uh, I think, 69 million subscribers. I'm sure they would just jizzing all over themselves for that. Oh, my God, yes. Stay stoned. I'm gonna give you this joint, nigga. Not if you were stoned at the time. I don't think this stuff is working. Honey, you read. That's a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. Do you smoke pot? Yeah, dude, you were here smoking pot with me. Uh, I'm not God. I don't have all the answers. Toke up. Jaw. BowlAfterBowl.com BowlAfterBowl.com